From the CQ Roll Call Newsroom in Washington, this is CQ Now, your nonpartisan news source for how the inside workings of Congress and the federal government shape the real world. Hi, this is Tom Curry of CQ Roll Call. In light of the holidays, this is a special edition of our podcast. The Library of Congress has been having an exhibit of the first book printed in the North American colonies, a book of Old Testament Psalms. This book helped shape religious expression in America and also launched the craft of printing in this country. Mark Demunation, the head of the Rare Book and Special Collections Division at the library, tells us more. This is a, a very special and important book, actually, for Americans. This is the Bay Psalm book. It's printed in 1640 in Massachusetts Bay. It is the Book of Psalms, hence the nickname the Bay Psalm book. Uh, it is the first book printed in what is now the United States. There is printing previously in Mexico, but in terms of printing in, in North America, English North America, the first book printed is in 1640, the Bay Psalm book. So it's an interesting item to consider and confront. Here we have early settlers struggling still building homes, frankly, still tilling soil, who in a very short period of time decide that it's necessary to reframe the book of Psalms that they've been singing from and to start afresh. And so in the wilderness, they form a committee to go back to the Hebrew Psalms and have them translated into English Psalms that are rhymed so that they may be sung in the service. That's actually part of the uh, Puritan service. It's not a hymn that they sing. It's actually built into the religious ceremony. And the fact that it's a religious text then begins to help us understand uh, the approach to life in the New World. Uh, while it's certainly meant to be for ceremony, it suggests several things. It's a highly literate population, number one, since reading is required in the church. Uh, secondly, uh, this is a, a faith that's very strict. This is not about uh, being an open and welcoming faith. This is a faith that sets standards, that exiles people who uh, fail to meet those standards. And that applies to printers as well. So from the very beginning, we are facing control of the press, and control of the community through faith. It's very much um, different from the impulse we want to turn to when we talk about the origins of the United States. This text is not the Bible translation that you may be familiar with. The Puritans did their own translation from the Hebrew, which they adapted for singing. So instead of the familiar, the Lord is my shepherd in Psalm 23, their translation is, the Lord to me a shepherd is, want therefore I shall not. Demunation explains how the printing of the Baysom book and of the works that followed was essential to the political culture that developed in the 13 North American colonies and eventually helped promote the ideas of the American Revolution. But this exhibit shows that it's the oppression of the press that keeps pushing printers to different extremes and England's colonial hold over the press that causes them to print pamphlets and posters and broadsides so that when the revolution occurs, they're not they're not a business that prints large books or codices. They are a business that can really quickly print posters and pamphlets. And basically, it's they, the English create a well-oiled machine to uh, broadcast revolutionary ideology at a moment's notice. And that's what printers do in the revolution. And it starts here. When you think of how much we read every day on our mobile devices and newspapers, magazines, and books, it's a humbling thought 
that in North America, it all began with the Baysom book. The significance of this book as an American book, and here I mean colonial 17th century Massachusetts Bay settlement, uh, is that it's a combination of a technology, the application of a technology, and uh, the furthering of a religious philosophy. And that this book becomes iconic for many, many reasons, as the first piece of printing, but it's also the first piece of American poetry, if you will. It's also the first real American publication of faith, all tied up into this small, very modest, very poorly produced hymn book. And its implications, no matter what pond you throw it in, are profound. If it's the pebble in the pond of the story of American printing, then what you learn is that the control over the press remains very strong in the 17th century. And it's really not until port cities like Philadelphia and New York, with a variety of individuals living, uh, allow enough freedom for printers to actually move out from underneath the thumb of a controlling administration, although there are problems in Philadelphia where the Quakers oust one of the great American printers, Bradford, uh, who ends up becoming the first printer in New York. So even in more of a municipal, civic, uh, non-religious based uh, culture, you still run into these moments in which the press is being seen as something that needs to be regulated or controlled. So from a very naive and uh, small moment of bringing printing to the new world, you have this uh, industry that grows so that by the time we have the revolution, it's in fact printed broadsides and pamphlets which become the crucial core of communication that allow the colonists to defeat the British on their own land. The Baysom Book Exhibition will close on Saturday, January 2nd. I'm Tom Curry. Thanks for listening. Until next time, you can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at CQNow, and you can download our podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud. Mm-hmm.